Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. Hugh Hewitt sees the situation in Ukraine ramping up. Britain claimed that Putin is getting ready to have a coup inside of Kiev along with the, quote, minor incursion. Actually, they claim invasion. They're not crazy like Joe Biden uh, in terming it a minor incursion. President Biden late last night was reported by the New York Times to be considering deploying warships and aircraft to NATO allies. The guns of February may be upon us. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Bob France at 9 on AM 1420. The answer. And Odyssey. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420, The Answer, or Salem Media Group. On our giveaways during this broadcast are the responsibilities of the host and or producers of the programs conducting the contest. All programs are subject to contestant giveaway rules and responsibilities mandated both by the FCC and by AM 1420, The Answer. <laughs> everybody how do you do i'm jerry quinn welcome to the irish program on whka am 1420 in cleveland ohio i should say a snowy morning here in cleveland ohio our program is brought to you by chambers funeral homes gandalf's pub and restaurant valley city golf tech joyce buick gmc o'neill Healthcare, vince's barbershop on east 185th street and the western reserve insurance group all of these good folks bringing you the Irish show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. So stay with us now. We've got two great guests coming up this morning and, of course, lots of Irish music, too. Ambassador Ed Crawford is with us and also Senate candidate Mike Gibbons. So make sure you stay with us. Okay, Eddie, JC, welcome. Good morning, Jerry. Nice of you guys to come out on this cold, snowy morning. I yeah. knew you were Alaskans at heart. Well, the next Sunday, I'll be giving the weather report from sunny South Florida. You will. Uh, I will. I hope it's better weather for you than it's been for them <laughs> this week. Well, I think it was 42 in Miami this morning. I know, but it's supposed to get warmer. It'll warm. Eddie will bring that sunshine down there. I uh, know, Eddie is wanting it. It won't get any warmer for you. You're just optimistic. Yeah. You're a super optimist. But anyway, sad news. I uh, know. There are so many things. Pat Donnelly, we were at the wake. Pat Donnelly passed away. Pat Donnelly 
was very active all over Cleveland in the Irish community and also in the police department. Yeah. She was um she was secretary of the uh, was it the Emerald Police Civ- Society? Civic Society. Yeah. yeah. The Emerald Police Society. She was um, secretary of that. But then again she was very active in the West Side Irish American Club. She belonged to everything. She belonged to the Mayo Society. She belonged to the the uh, West Side Club and was active and all of them, and, and also always worked. She wasn't, she, and she Pat, traveled too. She didn't want to be just a member. No, she no. wanted to be active. She's a wonderful person. She helped me in a lot of the concerts years years ago. And I'm telling you, she was so meticulous. You <laughs> better when you give records or you deal with Pat Donnelly, the records better be perfect. And of course, I think that comes came from her training, working. For Judge Brennan. Oh yeah, bailiff. absolutely. She was a bailiff for him for oh, yes. twenty-five years. What a great, incredible lady. Uh, the, the, the fondest memories on the QE two with her. That's and, right. And, and every you know, the waiter would always say, asking what drink she wanted. Uh-huh. The usual, Mister Lini. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, she was wonderful. That was a great trip, uh, Eddie. We went up to St. Lawrence Seaway. Oh, that was fabulous. All the way up to Quebec City. Well, you do one of these other ones that I can go with you on. Yeah, yeah. We, or we, to we, the I'd Bahamas. I'd like to do that again. No, I'd like to do the QE. The QE two is gone, of course. Oh, I know. But I'd like to do one of those. I don't want to go on it if it sinks. No, no, no. You don't want to do that. I think. Well, we had that storm in the North Atlantic. I thought we were going down there for a while. Oh, no. 20, oh, 20, 20 foot waves. Oh, you were sick. I, I couldn't eat. Nelly was sick. Everybody on that ship was sick but me. And the reason for that, I was one of the few non-drinkers. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm walking around in the storm, no bother, and they're all... Oh. Well, you, you would come over there and start bothering me when I'm out at the, the craps table rolling the dice. That's yeah, right. Jerry, these guys... What a, Survive the sinking of Titanic. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> and you yeah. wouldn't have. Yeah, Eddie, you would have been still gambling at the crap tables when the Titanic sank. <laughs> I know you would. But uh. anyway, a very another really uh, sad departure this week was Martin Carney. Martin Carney, a lot of people knew him at the West Side Club, the East Side Club. He and his wife Pat, they um, moved to Chicago in September when Martin's health deteriorated. Their two, their two daughters live in Chicago, so he died in Chicago just a couple of days ago, and we want to extend our sympathy to all the Kearney family. Now, Martin spelled his name with a K. A lot of the Kearneys here uh, with a C, he spelled his with a K. Okay. And he was, from, he was actually from Galway. So I'm going to play a Galway song for him. In fact, I think I'll do it right now. We're going to play Galway Bay in memory of our good friend Martin Carney and a great supporter of everything in the Irish community. Here we go. Here's um, here's his Galway Bay by John McNally. If you ever go across the sea to Ireland, be it only at the closing of your day, just to see again the moon rise over Tlanagan and watch the sun go down on God. 
the great John McNally. Do you know that John McNally was actually a optometrist before he took up singing professionally? He was an optometrist in Dublin, and um, he took uh, he took some gigs singing at some theaters, and somebody discovered him, and he became a singer. And, he, and as you can hear, quite a good one. He ended up moving to Australia, actually, and he hosted what the, the Tonight Show in Australia, similar to what Johnny Carson did here. He did that in Australia for years and years. Haven't heard much about him in recent years. Like myself and all of us around here, he has um, ages starting to catch up with him. 10.13 here on the Irish Show on WHK, AM 14.20. We have a visitor with us this morning, Monica Quinn, is sitting in for... Colleen Corrigan Day. So, Monica, welcome to the program. See, push that microphone over to her there. I know she does. She does not like to be chatting on the radio. But if you're taking Colleen's place here this morning, you have to say at least say good morning to everybody. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank that's you. right. That's right. Well, actually, your microphone wasn't on because you have to do it over again. Well, good morning to you, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Oh, and, uh, great thanks to have you. Thanks for telling me I was and here to videotape. And we're going to have um, we're going to have a lot um, a lot of discussion this morning. Uh, Ambassador Crawford is in the studio, but we're waiting for Mike Gibbons. Mike is a great great guy, great friend of mine, and um, we're uh, going to do everything we can to make sure he gets elected. That'd be nice. Yep. All right. Okay. So uh, before they um, come on, I'm going to. Another song, and then uh, we'll talk to uh, 
everybody. So here's, um, here's a really nice piece of traditional music. And believe it or not, it's by Kevin Crawford. I wonder if he's related to the ambassador. You never know, but he's one great flute player, this guy. Listen to him. And that was the great Kevin Crawford here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420. Going to talk to Mike Gibbons in just a minute. But first, I got to do this. 
we got to pay the bills here first. So there, here's John O'Neill. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500 or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Top of the morning. Western Reserve Group has proudly served Ohio for over 100 years. Their mission has been to provide families with quality insurance protection for their home, auto, business, and farm. For more information about Western Reserve Group, contact your local Western Reserve Group independent insurance agent or go to their website at www.wrg-ins.com to find an agent near you. Sean Lackey is a wonderful little pub in Valley City, Ohio. I recommend you visit it. You will love it. It's called Gandalf's. Here they are to tell you about it. The best European-style pub is nearby at Gandalf's in Valley City. Whether you're in for brunch, lunch, or dinner, the chef's inspired menu will cast a spell of deliciousness, keeping you coming back for more. Plus, live entertainment, a large craft beer selection, and great service make Gandalf's Pub one of the area's liveliest gathering spots. For great food and fun, it's Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant, Route 303 in Valley City. Right, you, you get out there and see Sean. You, you'll just love the place. Mike Gibbons is in the studio with me. Uh, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Get close to the microphone there. We should probably have given you some headphones. It would, would be better. Um, but uh, my first question to you this. Uh, in the news, the last couple of weeks, is Intel putting a big, big facility in the state of Ohio. I don't know if you knew this or not, but around the same time, they announced a big one outside Dublin, a $7 billion one. What was well, the one in Ohio? I think it was around five, $7 billion. Well, the, the one in Dublin should have been put in Cleveland, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Why do you think they picked that part of Ohio? Well, you know, I, I've watched it happen. You may remember Marysville and, and Honda moving in. Was that where it is and you're there? Uh, Honda, uh, you know, Honda's in Marysville. But uh, what happens is, is uh, and you can see it as you drive through Columbus because there's cranes everywhere. You think it was Beijing or something. Uh, but, uh, you know, as that part of the state grew, largely because of the state government, more and more young people moved there. More and more influence was gained in that part of the state. And, you know, that's the first choice for the, of, the, of the people that run the state. And, uh, and unfortunately, Cleveland's been kind of left out in the cold there. It's going to be up for us to do it the old-fashioned way, which is, is uh, hard work and, uh, and, and, 
free markets and, and, and good government here in Cleveland. Do you think it is the available workforce that influenced them? You know, if it, it, it's largely going to be a, a chip fabrication plant, and uh, from my understanding, and uh, I think a lot of the details aren't out yet. Uh, it's centrally located. That's a, that's certainly a help. You know the area, though. Oh yes, yes, and uh, yeah, they got a lot of help from the state. Uh, it's going to cost uh, a couple of billion dollars at least before this is all over, through various in infrastructure improvements and that sort of thing. And that's what we should expect if we're going to draw businesses from around this country. We need to we need to compete with uh, with the other states. It's it, it, it it's a free market there too. Are there tax incentives? There will be, I'm sure there will be, and part of the cost will probably be, you know, credits and, and reductions in levels of taxes. Uh, there's a lot of creative things you can do to draw businesses to a state. We don't do a great job, but I'm very pleased that this happened. At least, at least it's in in Ohio. You know, when I was talking to Bill Garvey a few weeks ago, he is the president of the Cleveland Film Commission. Yes. And he said the Cleveland. Uh, offers 40 million in tax incentives. The state of Georgia offers one billion. Right. right. Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, I think, it's 150 million. New York is 400 million. We need to bump that up a little well, bit. Well, I mean, we? It, it, if we, a lot of the problem I think we have is the people that make business development decisions in this state, and there's some very good people there. I worked, I worked with a couple of people. Uh, that, that knew what they were talking about, but generally they're political appointments. And and I have to tell you, most political appointments, most politicians, one of the reasons I'm running for office, really don't understand how businesses are formed, how they're created, what they need to incentivize them to go to a certain place. And uh, you know, the num it, it take it takes a while for the payback. You know, every one of those jobs that goes to Intel, which is a pure manufacturing job creates from seven to ten additional jobs. Okay. And, and they're high-quality jobs. And they're paying taxes. And they're paying, well, uh, yes. And but, buying houses. But we could defer some of those taxes. We could defer some of that, uh, you know, some of the things in order to get them here. Right. And in those, if you can run the numbers and prove to yourself that, that on balance you're coming out ahead on a, on a net no. present value basis, that's the decision that should be made. And we... And, and too many decisions are made largely on the basis of politics. That little Irish country, they did well with that. They have a yeah. 14, G, 14%, 14 GDP this year. Yeah, it's incredible. 14? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, more, more pertinent to the point, uh, more topical is, what has the Biden administration done to improve our lives the past year? Well, <laughs> I, I think the, the Biden administration right now is driven more by ideology than reality, and uh, I was expecting you to explode on that one. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I've got other people I'm running against that explode on everything, <laughs> and, and I don't think you get a lot of stuff done. You know, I've never, my entire career, I've never gotten one client by yelling at them. That's true. Isn't and, that the truth? Uh, or yeah. tell them they're stupid and they don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's not the way to <laughs> convince way people to, to bring them to your side. But uh, you know, and, and you have to sit down with them and, and show them the error of their ways. But you have to do it with reasons, facts, evidence. And uh, the Biden administration doesn't like evidence because most of it's not in their favor. Um, but what they're doing in almost every regard is, is this postmodernism thing that they've picked up on. You can see it in, in, in the way they put their cabinet together. Um, identity politics is everything for them now. And so 
if they can point to a certain identity group that somehow benefits from a certain piece of legislation, to them that's a victory. In, in my mind, we're all Americans, and, and everything we should do, uh, anything we do do at the government level should be with that in mind, it's how it benefits all Americans. This country became great on free market capitalism. We need to reduce regulations, reduce taxes, and we will compete with the world and beat them. Why, why do you think um, Biden did what he did to the oil industry? It's part of his ideology, uh, you know, with climate change. And, and here's the fallacy in his argument. Uh, right now, there's 400 coal plants under construction in China, 400 in Africa, and 400 in India. Yet Biden wants to shut all the, you know, the, the coal mining and coal coal-fired plants down. Now, they are polluting. Even they're, they're polluting even if you don't count carbon dioxide. Uh, but there's no real rational solution for what they're doing. They're pushing electric vehicles. And, and as you know, I've had involvement in electric vehicle uh, company formation. Um, but they're going to be fired by coal because the idea that we can all have solar cells and uh, in windmills producing our electricity, it, it, it isn't possible under, uh, under the rules of engineering. It just can't happen. Uh, and they just, I mean, they won't talk about nuclear. All of Europe's going nuclear. Except Germany. Yeah. Well, I think they're yeah. going to go back. Now that's uh, yeah, reconsideration. Yeah. You know, France is the only one in Europe that doesn't short energy now. And 80% of their power comes from nuclear. Yeah. And the technologies advance so greatly. Yes, there's a problem with nuclear waste, but, but a lot of technolog technological advances have hap happened there also. But you know, everything the, the 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 Democrats need a talking point, and right now the talking point is election fraud, and and that uh, they feel that the 47 states have passed some legislation to change the voting uh, procedures. You know, they want to they want to make sure that doesn't happen. They're trying to push this voting rights bill through. But the reality is, it's a talking point. We had incredible turnouts for the election in 2020, and there's a problem. They keep saying the Republicans are destroying democracy. Well, I will tell you this. I believe the Democrats are destroying democracy, because if half this country doesn't believe that the vote, the, the 2020 vote w was fair, that's a problem for a democracy. We need to investigate. We need to find the evidence. We need to make sure our voting system works. In 1992, this country had a commission that studied our election process, and Jim, Jimmy Carter was the, was the chair of that. And one of the results, one of the most important results, was mail-in balloting is a license for fraud. And, and I think largely uh, the problems we've had and the people and the, and the situations everybody's pointing to are mail-in ballots. And uh, now that's different than absentee ballots. That's different. Well, yeah, I vote absentee yeah, a lot. That is right, and I, I do too. If I, you know, I, I'm traveling a lot in my business, and, and where I did that, I, I would get an absentee ballot. But you got to be able to match a voter with a ballot, and, and it's pretty simple. Uh, but, you know, they, they're fighting taking people uh, off the, the voting rolls. There's, there was 180 voters in Ohio, in Ohio, which I think has one of the better election systems, over 200 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you want to take them off the ballot? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> they're alive. Or, 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 or Maybe they're alive. Registration. I'm sorry. Somewhere. Um, what do you think um, is going to happen to our oil industry? We were a net exporter of oil up to. Yes. Biden came in. Now we're a net importer. What's going on? What's going on? 
Well, again, can we open uh, up the pipeline? It, it doesn't fit the Democrat narrative because they're all about climate change. Yet America leads the world in reducing our carbon footprint because we've mit- shifted to natural gas. Fracking allowed America to to reduce carbon. I don't know why climate change is happening. Uh, there's some evidence that it might have something to do with people, um, you know, in, in, in our carbon, the carbon we produce. And, and I, I would rather just say more than 50% of the world thinks that carbon dioxide is a problem. I mean, it's also an absolutely necessary component for, for any life on Earth. Um, and there have been warm periods and cold periods over, over many, many, over millenniums. Uh, I, I don't think they give it enough credit to that. But the reality is we're going to be in this battle, and if we can get the free market to adopt less carbon-producing sources of energy, I'm all for it. But it's got to be the free market. But the free market usually develops things that will make a profit yes. for the free market eventually. Yeah. So if they leave them alone, they'll solve the problem anyway. Yes, they will. All but the I, government has to do Mike, you don't remember. You're too young to remember. In 1970, I th- 71 or 72, when we had the oil crisis before, right. The uh, people like these um, environmentalists were saying by 2000 there will be no oil in the United States. There will be no oil in in, uh, Saudi Arabia. Now we find out we have enough oil for 400 years. Yes. Yes. Listen, um, there's there's a bit of a battle going on at the Fed and this Raskin lady, are you familiar with her? Yes. What do you think? Should uh, Should she get a seat there? Should she be in charge? No, I don't think so. I think we need uh, a monetarist. I think we need. She's a climate changer, isn't she? Yes. That's all she thinks about. The Fed, the Fed is is there to to manage our money supply, which manages inflation and employment. That should be the purposes. I mean, you know, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg is uh, is our. Uh, what about that guy? Is our Secretary of Transportation, and the guy has absolutely no. How many days did he work before he went on paternity <laughs> leave? Not many. Not many. It may be one of the greatest crises we've ever had in transportation. <laughs> does anybody know where he? Does anyone know where his office is? Uh, I think it's at home right now. <laughs> but but again, it's a political appointment. It's somebody that doesn't know anything. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's a smart guy. Uh, but wouldn't you want to try to find somebody to do something about transportation before you made him Secretary of Transportation? I, I would say so. And, uh, of course, the Supreme Court thing that popped up the other day with Breyer um, Breyer. retiring, what do you think about that statement that Biden made? If you or I made that statement, you'd be branded a racist right off the bat, wouldn't well, you? Well, again, it's back to their identity politics. Divide us by race, class, gender, and uh, and they think they're going to benefit from it. I think it's going to backfire, Gary. I think... Uh, I think people are getting wise to this, and and, uh, and we, we got to believe that we're all Americans. We're all in this together. <coughs> Going to break away here for a minute. Be right back. Are you a West Sider or an East Sider? East
Is the great Natalie McMasters, considered one of the greatest violinists and fiddle players, played at the Cleveland Orchestra one time. It's 1037 here on the Irish Show on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. Now, if you want to hear a podcast of this program right after we do it, Andrew puts it... Um, puts it out there, and then my daughter Mary puts it out on the podcast, so probably by 8 or 9 o'clock tonight, you'll be able to hear a repeat of this program right on the podcast if you want to. Uh, 10.37, you can call it. Well, Eddie's got a request that's, to do. That's They can listen to it in probably about 2023? No? No, it'll okay. be coming up. No, out. no, I'm only, okay. Uh, Tommy called in, wanted to say hi to everybody here. And we got a special dedication to Teresa Ihas, who worked for Eddie Crawford, and she graduated from Drumsly National School in Ireland. Drumslide University. Yes. What are you talking about? University. That's it. Yeah, Working but, for Eddie. But okay. he, Ed, uh, the ambassador knew her as Bridget. Bridget. He didn't know her as uh, Teresa. Teresa. He knew her as Bridget, and she did. He'd probably say something about it. Is that all you got? For That's me? all I have. All right. Go back to the phones, Go Eddie. Two one six nine zero one. 0945. You can call us or you can email us here at the station at quinirishradio at yahoo.com. Mike Gibbons is our guest this morning. Great person, great friend, great friend of the Irish, and a very successful man in business. An entrepreneur, this is the guy you want to talk to. We have two of those people in the studio this morning. There isn't another radio program in the world has two great entrepreneurs at the same time on the radio. We got him this morning. Mike Gibbons is with us. But, Mike, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, what motivated you to run for the Senate? You really don't need the money. You don't need the fame. You don't need the headaches. What is it about public service that is kind of you gravitate to now at this well, time of your life? Well, ask my kids. They think maybe I've gone, I'm a little touched in the head. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, and usually I... I, I at the root of it is one of my children. I have, uh, I have five kids and my second youngest son uh, went to Georgia Tech, got a degree in aerospace engineering. Very proud of him. He's one of only two Americans uh, that was graduated with honors. The rest were 
either Indian or Chinese, so you can see we've got a little shortage of engineers coming up. But uh, he joined the U.S. Navy. He's now a Navy pilot. And my wife and I went to visit him down in Pensacola. And uh, it was kind of a life-changing thing for me. None of my family was in the military. Uh, and, and I kind of came to the realization that my son was going to be risking his life every day for this country. And, uh, and I had started with nothing, and, and uh, I'm in, in, in pretty good shape now, and I couldn't have done it without living here. And, and I, I felt it was time I did something. I've been throwing stuff at my television for a long time, Jerry. Yeah. I, I don't like where, the way this country's going. Well, um, I don't care if they're a Democrat or Republican. You can't like when people get up and say that this country was founded uh, on evil and, and, uh, and nothing is good about it and, and it's a systemically racist uh, country. I, I'm very troubled by that. And, and I, think it's a, I think it's a narrative we have to defeat. And I intend to, to work every day at that once I get there. But another man that believed in public service is uh, Ambassador Crawford. Yes, well, you're And we're very he put himself forward, and I'd like him to come in and uh, <laughs> have a chat with us now. He's no stranger to our the microphone here. <laughs> I don't blame you for wiping it off after after Fitzpatrick there. <laughs> He's wiping off excuse the microphone me, here me. because it, here. it smells like Jameson. <laughs> Jameson. Could, it, it, could it be a fact? <laughs> How are you, Ambassador Crawford? Great to see you again. Well, nice being here. There's quite a crowd you got here this morning, uh, Mr. You know, Quinn. there is not, and I, I don't know, you probably weren't listening, but there is not another radio program in America has two more successful business people at the same time on the air. Please it's this program right I now. It's, it's, it's an honor, but don't put me in the same uh, class as that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, I, I uh, he's, he's, up, he's up there all <laughs> right. So yeah. But he's an ambassador. Quinn, what's your question? Let's. The bad, uh, let's yeah, back yeah. To the question. I want to get off of that. Don't, don't take up my time here, you know. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, you you are in public service, uh, which is ambassador to Ireland. Uh, what do you think about Mike and um, what he's doing, going for the Senate? Well, let's let me uh, first pause and. He, when an Irishman's got an opportunity to talk about his mother and father, he does, you know. So let me follow that, and then I will get on to mix it with uh, Gibbons here and my feelings about this race and the importance of the race and why I'm very, very, we are very fortunate to have him in the race here for the U.S. Senate in Ohio. But when I think about success and Mike's success, you got to measure it by your family. You know, uh, somebody recently asked me, I was out at uh, a small a college out in Painesville last week speaking on entrepreneurship and the question is why do you keep on working Mr. Crawford why don't you retire you know you're over 50 well that's that's <laughs> mild <laughs> <laughs> but, but the answer is uh, he says how'd that happen I said well it happened very simply my when I found out my mother was cleaning houses and she was an immigrant and my father was you know an electrician and he was an immigrant I decided it's something else and you know, today we, the family company we have over 8,000 employees worldwide, and that's not luck. That's America. That's America, and that's what we're fighting for, and that's what Mike Gibbons is fighting for, and others. This is a very serious time in our country's history, and Mike can be measured by, let's say, three important things: his family the time and effort he puts into his family. Second, his leadership as a businessman 
and more important, the mere fact that we, we would come back here and try to serve America again. He's got the ability, he's got the strength. And one important thing I want to share with everyone, I've spent a lot of time as, as part of the Republican Party and Democratic efforts. Washington is a mess. It is an upside down mess. It's like taking an apple pie and turning it upside down twice. The issues that are simply there are out of control. And we just can't send anyone down there as a senator. It's got to be someone that can play the game and is tough and smart and can live up to the commitments. Politicians have a way of getting elected. And you tell them, they tell you why they want to get elected. And then when you elect them, they, they go back, they go down to Washington and they forget, forget their memory or something. Mike's got a proven track record of doing what he says, when he says it, and we need energy, strength, and we need someone walking up and down those corridors in ambassador's corridors that's a serious person and is not gonna be pushed around. We need strength, we need commitment, we need a memory, and Mike Gibbons is an unbelievable candidate, but more important, doing this again and stepping outside of his business life, you know, and it's a little bit like becoming an ambassador. It's a love of America. And you better send, we better start sending politicians down to the places that of office that believe in America, the principles of America, not in their own principles. They're, they're not there to be their own principles. They're there to be part of solving the problems and creating a better future for our families. It's historical. For many, many years, everyone grew up saying, you leave the next generation a better country. Well, where are we going right now? We're not leaving our current children to a better country. And I'm very, very pleased to, you know, Mike, and I've known him for many, many years. He's an athlete, he's a competitor. He's got all the things that I think high energy will will, a good reason to pursue this, and I'm very proud of him. What do you think of that, Mike? Well, uh, anybody saying that would be great, but when somebody of the caliber of Ed Karpus, it's an incredible compliment, and, I, and thank you very much, Ed. I, uh, you know, this 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 man is uh, when you when you look around America and see the people that make a difference, uh, this man's right at the top. Yeah, stay with that microphone. Yeah, it's you adjusted it. Uh, your uh, your team adjusted it. I guess maybe it's. <laughs> Um, yeah, I my, mean, my it's it's the people. It is the people like Ed Crawford that made America what it is, and uh, and he he believes in the same principles that uh, that I do. I I met Ed. I don't know if you know even remembers it, but in 1985, I was in leadership Cleveland with Ed, and uh, and the minute I heard him speak, I said, I got to get to know this guy. He's he's the real deal. And, I bet he was pushing you that right away. <laughs> He's tough, isn't he? <laughs> He's I, tough. But, and did you ever play basketball against him? No, I'm. Oh, you remember, I'm from a wrestling family. Oh, I, that's right. I'd go takedowns with Ed, but I'm not going to play oh, basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go for takedowns. <laughs> 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 I might go for that fake. <laughs> He's a wicked basketball. I, am I being set up here? <laughs> I, I see rejection coming. <laughs> I, I've heard you can do takedowns pretty well, even on the basketball court. Though, well, oh yeah, he's good. Ask Marty Sweeney. Oh, <laughs> Sweeney says to me one time, he says I'm 20 years younger than Mr. Crawford. He says I'm black and blue after I play basketball with him. I just had uh, lunch with Jim Bennett. Yeah. Oh, sure. He, he, he said you were there when he uh, when he blew his ACL. Oh yes, I was there. <laughs> I don't even have anything to do with it, did you? 
No, I wasn't on the court with him at that time. <laughs> I was watching it, though. It was something. <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, no, sports uh, and Mike, referring to sports is a very good indicator of how people under, act under pressure. Yeah. If you've been an athlete, you know, and he has definitely been an athlete at a very good status and high status, the question is you got to learn how to lose. And when you learn how to lose, you can now learn how to win. It's not an easy, politics is rough and tumble. This is just the beginning of a long process. We have to, it's really important that this Senate seat be held by a responsible, clear thinking, energetic, powerful person with a background, and in my view, a sports background or something where they've won and lost. Because you're going down in the Senate, it's winning and losing. I mean, it's combat down there. You got 50 some people walking up down the corridors with crews of 10 or 12 people that are everywhere. They set up the meetings. They, you know, I told Mike, I said, when you get elected, you know, I'll come down there for 90 days and, <laughs> and be your sergeant in arms, if nothing else. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't taken me up on it. I will. He doesn't want to do, talk about that because. Do you agree with the phrase that Washington has a swamp? Well, that's an understatement. Is it? it is. A, it has a swamp with alligators. It's okay. Alligators. Forget the swamp. It's the alligators in the swamp. You can't move around oh. because they're big and they're very fierce and they're very trained and they've been there a long time. It's like the alligators down in southern Florida. They're trained. They lived in one area for a long time. This is a very nasty, terrible game. Now, Trump was a pretty tough guy, and he couldn't tame that swamp. Well, let's put it this way. He's not, he, he wasn't concentrating his, on the swamp as much as the things that were fact, affecting America at that particular time. And yeah. he was there talking them. Now, maybe he should have gone to charm school or something like that. <laughs> but the question, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get in trouble with him, but I, I am. I, all right, I, the facts are the facts. Good. He said what he was going to do, and he did it. That's right. He had the confidence, and he had America. America first. Is that a bad idea? What, do we want to be third? Behind Russia and China, it's on its way. All right. You know, if they if something happens in Ukraine, you know, it's it's shocking. You know, and more important, how about Taiwan? In my businesses alone, millions of dollars of products that are made in Taiwan come to us here in America and are shipped around for all American industry, for making trucks, for making cars, for making motorcycles, for making power sleds. The chips. This is a very mean. we're on a very 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 close edge. If China did invade Taiwan and the shut off the chip shortage, what would that, wouldn't that create chaos throughout America? The chips, most of them are made in Taiwan right Gary, now. Gary, you can't say it and have a, the only answer to that is, there is no answer. I, I like, there is no answer to that move on their part. Really, that is, we know it because we do millions and millions of dollars in, in product. You know, but it's not just that. It's not just just that. Is again, we just have a lack of people that are committed to America. It's simply down to basics. Do we want someone down there that's committed to America, or do we want someone in Washington that's committed yeah. to themselves and what they think is important because that's what they just heard from the buddy next door? I don't need that. We need people that lead. We need people that know how to lose. We need how to people that have to come back and win. How about the people, though, Eddie, they did a poll recently 
and they found 35% of millennials thinks we, we, we would be better under a socialist system? What about that? Well, where is the source of information? The, uh, the media? The 27 newspapers or 37 yeah, newspapers? Yeah, that's excuse true me, excuse too. me. We that don't are know. All, that are all, all left. Okay? Yeah, no, no. I think it's 57 newspapers. And I, I was talking to the president one time, and that subject came up. And he said, why do I, gotta go, do I get up in the morning? This, this is the way someone like a Mike Gibbons, why do I get up in the morning, go out there and so forth, and start reading at 4.30 in the morning? He because i got to read all the bad news that's come in from the 57 different uh, newspapers and the seven large independent, independent, lightly, independent media companies. And that reason, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they are ninety-five percent or less. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to come back and choke. We do know. It was hard for me to say. It. I almost fainted saying that <laughs> word. No, the, 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 I know this town's simple, but all of you that are out there, okay, you just have to understand. If we have to send better people there, what's a better person? Not the track record, not who somebody said is a great person, not someone that's in the club, someone that's going to go to Washington. Like it or not, President Trump did a lot of wonderful things for America. We would not be in the stalemate with Russia. No one would agree if if, if Trump was still president. Pre yeah, if Trump is still president, I agree. The president is a president. I respect that. I'm supportive of the president of the United States of America, but he's been very disappointing to me. And the answer is, let's see to the second round here. We are on the edge politically and in a lot of ways. If NATO breaks down or anything happens here, okay, that's why if we're gonna if we're gonna ha need leadership and leader leadership change, and we need new energy and people we can commit and believe in, you know, you know, it doesn't make any difference what party. I've crossed over and voted for Democrats many many times, you know. It wouldn't be the first time ever. So the question is, it's who is the best able to be in office now under these circumstances? This is not a party now. This is not the 50s. You know, we just don't have rock and roll coming on. There's a lot of issues here, big issues, important issues. And I'm taking too much time here, but you, you're, you're on a subject that's passionate to me. And, and I'm looking to my left here, and I see a leader that can do something about it and will represent and will do what's necessary to win. Okay? And the mere fact that he's willing to do this and change his whole life and his family is, believe me, it's a wonderful thing. It's a gift. So let's take it and get behind him and let's make this happen. And to all the other candidates, good luck. Everyone is, I wish everyone the best of luck. And it, I like an atmosphere where the best person can win or should win. And the best person should be measured on what they can do and where, how they will act and how they will represent Ohio in the U.S. Senate. What is the worst thing that Biden has done since he went into office, would you say? Uh, take office is the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think he's competent right now. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, our country's not being but, run. But by how do we get here with the Ukraine? The Ukraine thing under Trump, it wasn't the volatile situation that you have now. What what specific thing did Biden do, or was it that Putin just saw him as weak? Well, you know, we're we're putting missiles all around Russia. Um, you know, you you, you got to get in Putin's head. I think with you know, that we can negotiate our way out of this without having any loss of American lives. Hopefully, 
not too many losses of Ukrainian lives, but I care about American lives. And uh, I, mean, I care about, you know, I'm, I'm a Roman Catholic. I care about people suffering. But, but, I, but we have to, our duty is to make sure that Americans don't leave their, uh, lose, lose their lives. Our interests are making sure that Russia, you know, th this man's from another century. He's, he's an anachronism. He's, he's somebody that, uh, that thinks the world is still uh, about power and, and, uh, and, and geography. He, you know, I, I just heard he's interested in, in uh, attacking Gotsland up in northern Sweden because it gives him an unfettered route to the Atlantic. Uh, the man is from another century. But he does want to restore the Soviet Union. Well, he's not going to get he that. Does, he wants that, right? Yeah, and, and, the, and, and the reason is the people that he used to, that the Soviet Union used to control don't want to be part of it. Estonia. And the Ukraine doesn't one. want to be part of it. They want to be a free nation. Um, I think he's worried that if they join NATO, you know, the enemies around the border. I, frankly, if I sat down and said, you know, we don't care what you do in Russia. Do whatever you want. We're not going to attack you. Just behave. Mm -hmm. You know, I, people don't realize that the economy of Russia, the GNP of Russia, is smaller than the state of New York. That's right. It is a tiny economic power. But he wants respect. Well, respect's easy to give. Uh, but, but what we can't do is let him uh, get away with anything at this juncture. And, and I will tell you, we, we've got to make his life holy hell in order to get him in, in a situation where he's going to back off. I think, you know, I think right now it's a, it's a bluff, uh, but a lot, of people, uh, a lot of people think he's ready to go. There's 130,000 troops on the border. They just brought blood, blood supplies in. Uh, you know, it looks like he may be nutty enough to do it. And if he does... We got to stand up to him. I got a tour of Ireland coming up the 13th of June. I want you to be on it. Listen to this. This is Josh, and he's going to tell you about a standby. Ireland and its 40 shades of green. Experience the beauty of Ireland on a trip of a lifetime. Cross the Carrick Rope Bridge. Just don't look down and take in the awesome beauty on the other side of the peninsula. Climb the columns at Giant's Causeway. Walk the gardens at Powers Court and learn why National Geographic considers both sites among the best in the world. Visit the iconic landscapes used in the filming of Game of Thrones. Hike the sea cliffs at Donegal. Enjoy the great music and lively local scene in Galway, considered one of the best cities in Europe. Spend a summer night with your friends, new and old, on a great outdoor patio on the Irish Sea. This is not your typical tour. This is an experience for first-time visitors and those blessed to have spent time in Ireland before. Call 216-210-0828 or visit quinnirishradio.com. Join us next June on the Road Less Traveled Ireland Tour. Call 216-210-0828. More than a tour, an experience to top any bucket list.
Larry Elder sees more COVID misinformation. You have over 100,000 children in serious condition and uh, many on ventilators. Not likely to get sick. Highly unlikely to get really sick. Even more highly unlikely to be hospitalized. And even more unlikely to die. It's stunning. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1420. The Answer. Or on iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. WHK W273DG Cleveland. Broadcasting from the Discount Drug Mart Studios. Proud to be celebrating 50 years as your hometown pharmacy. And welcome to our number two of the Irish program here on WHK AM 1420 and on the internet at whkradio.com. You can get a podcast of this program right not long after we're done. I can't tell you the exact number of hours, but f- f- tomorrow for sure it will be up on our podcast at quinnirishradio.com. That's quinnirishradio.com. Dot com. I'm going to go go back and talk to um, Mike Gibbons in just a minute, but I think I uh, I better um, pay some bills here. We better do this. This is uh, a very important part of this program. You know, we do have sponsors. So here's our good friends at Joyce Buick GMC. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest-growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. Now, folks, if you're thinking of buying a car, a new car, used car, new truck, used truck, There's no better place to go than Joyce Buick GMC. They have all the latest models, and of course, it's a wonderful dealership. The service is outstanding. You get great leases, 0% financing on some models, not all of them, and you get a chance to meet the owners. They're there every day. Sean and Mike Joyce are on the premises every day. You can view their complete inventory online at drivejoyce.com. You can stop and see them at 38039 Chester Road, right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio. Phone number 440-934-6600. That's Joyce Buick GMC. Hang on a minute. I must tell you about this. This is very important. You know, men like to look their best always, and a good haircut is one of the most important things. I'm looking around the room here today, and everybody in the studio is very well groomed. Mike Gibbons, he's the the latest to be in here, and he has got a nice haircut. Must have got it at Vince's Barbershop on East 185th Street. So stop in and see Vince. He came here as an immigrant like I did when he was six years old. He came from Lithuania. What a great story he has to tell about immigrating to America. Eddie goes there and gets his haircut all the time. It's $15. Eddie complains about the price, always looking for a discount, but nevertheless, he still pays the $15. Uh, Vince's Barbershop, once again, the phone number 216-481-5981 and the address 687 East 185th Street. It's three minutes past 11 o'clock here on the Irish Show. Again, we're on the um, on the web at whkradio.com. If you're listening to us overseas somewhere, send us an email 
I know we have a few listeners over in the south of England, my sister Maura and my nephew Martin. I'd love to get Martin in the discussion here someday on, um, on uh, politics. By the way, Martin writes for a channel called History Buffs, YouTube History Buffs. He has done a, some, some great writing uh, for, um, what are some of the ones? Uh, he did a great one on Stalin. I love the one he wrote on Stalin. It's just wonderful. Another one on Hitler. But anyway, that's, that's for an, another time. And uh, I'm looking here at, at a poll that um, Mike Gibbons, where he was up against all the other candidates, and he beats everybody. He's first in the polls right now. So we're all happy to see that. What did you have to say? Oh, I've got a a couple here. We got a happy birthday to Fran Kelly, and that's from family and friends. Happy birthday to Teresa Chambers Arth, and that's from family and friends. And happy birthday to Teresa Ihas, and that's also from family and friends. Now, Teresa called me, and she wanted to make that dedication to Martin Carney last night and Bridgie Conway also. So, Teresa, and they're both from Ballycroy. Ackle. No, 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 no. Batty cry, Batty cry. Miss uh, Ambassador Crawford remembers Bridget, as he called her Bridget. She worked for him for years and years. He said that she was one of his best employees. How about that? Uh, Mike Gibbons, I have another question for you. I am an immigrant. I came here, I came to America in 1961. It took me about six months to go through the process, you know, and at that time, it was quite a chore because we didn't have many cars in Ireland then, so I had to go to Dublin and go to the embassy and went through all the procedure. I had to get a, a letter from my uncle here in Cleveland, my aunt and uncle, and you know, there was no internet in those days, so everything was by mail, but it took me about six months, and I always say it's probably the best decision I ever made in my life was to come to America and to hear you two guys talk about the opportunities that's here for immigrants, but Right now, the immigrant problem at the southern border is nothing less than chaotic. And I was speaking to a Euclid policeman last week, and I asked him, I said, do you ever see any fentanyl, which is the most deadly drug in the world right now? He said, all the time. It's everywhere. And one grain of fentanyl the size of a grain of salt will kill a person in less than two minutes. And it is everywhere. It's coming across the border by the by the hundred pounds. There was a shipment of fentanyl that came in through the southern border about six months ago, and they said there was enough to kill seven times the population of North America. That comes to about two and a half billion people. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable. Yes. What can be done about it? Well, all we have to do is look at the law and follow it. Uh, you know, there's seven. But they won't do it though. I've I've seen well I've seen I've seen uh, polls between 150 million and 750 million people in the world right now would drop whatever they're doing and come to this country. And basically Joe Biden says, come on in. And uh, he has created the problem. I mean, you know, everybody, w- w- when you have a president, every problem in the country is, 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 sits at his doorstep. But this is truly a Biden creation. And, uh, you know, we, we are going to have a nightmare on our hands as we try to assimilate these people. Uh, there's been no vetting whatsoever. So, you know, Donald Trump is always criticized saying, uh, uh, by saying that, you know, they're sending their worst uh, to this country. I'm not sure if they're all the worst. A lot no. of them are families just they're want not. a better life. Unfortunately, just increasing your economic well-being is not 
a sure thing to get in this country. You can apply, and there's a certain number we take from each like country every year. Yes, like that's why you came, but you came legally. And like yeah. the ambassador's father and mother yes, did. Yes, yes. Same thing. And, and uh, you know, everybody here is an immigrant. Uh, I think immigration's great as long as they're going to contribute to our to our country. Uh, we can't afford to have the two million people here that unless they're working illegally can't support themselves. And w this country's broke, Jerry. This country is absolutely broke. Unless we start getting a few senators to understand that we're broke, to start you know, putting some reason in the heads of, of all these people that are voting for increased spending, and all this does is add to our deficit. It's a net loss to this country. Um, and, and frankly, if once I get in there, I will tell you, one of the first things I will do, I've got plenty of first things I'm gonna do, too many first things, but is, is make sure these people that are here illegally go back to their country of origin and, and apply for, for entrance into this country legally. What do you think of Rand Paul? Do you like him? I sure do. He's, uh, as you know, he's endorsed me. He, he's, in fact, we're about I to I didn't have, know that. Yeah, we're have, well, actually, he's made, just made a commercial for me. So you're going to be seeing uh, Rand Paul telling you that, uh, uh, that, that I need to get to the Senate. And, I, and I'm honored by that. Uh, it's, it's right up there with having Ambassador uh, Crawford tell me that I'm the right candidate. Uh, but he's the only one that actually uh, votes in the interest of the American people long run. You know, every Democrat, their, their method of retaining office is to give something to somebody. Rand Paul recognizes that we're not going to have anything to give here in another few years if we don't stop giving things away. And, and, and run the kind of deficits we're running. We are in serious trouble. You're going to see it, uh, inflation rear its ugly head here. We're going to have inflation ripping along at uh, double digits. And, and, and if you don't, if, if you aren't a student of economics, you just can't increase the money supply as much as we've had. And we've done that now with two giant bills. And, uh, you know, the definition of inflation is too many dollars chasing too few goods. We're creating too many dollars. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Which came from the government. It came from the government. Just gave it to people. It's just getting pumped into the economy. And we are going to see double-digit inflation. But So it kind of works, and you mentioned you know, in immigration. We need a bill that states that the president has to follow, uh, he has to follow the law. And if he doesn't follow the law, we have to strip him of any dollar he could use to transport these immigrants around the country to uh, you know, give them uh, shelter. And, and, and if, if, if we do that and we strip the government of the ability to spend any money on them, it will stop. This we then have to finish the wall. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nonprofits though, Mike, helping ship these people from yes. the Texas border, right. shipping them to New York and even to Cleveland. In fact, somebody told me the Catholic Charities was involved the in Catholic this. Catholic Charities is up to it to their eyeballs. And and uh, you know it's it's part of the mission of the Catholic Church. Not part of it. It's it's the mission of the Catholic Church to, peop to help people in need. The problem is they're presenting themselves at our at our border and they're letting them in. These people, you know, they go through a hor a nightmare to get here, and they get go through another nightmare at the border. Uh, we've got to stop this. It's out of control. It's it's irresponsible, and uh, and it's and it's hurting our nation. And uh, and I can tell you, it will be. One of the first things that, that I will address when I get there. But I, I'm just trying to think, two senators, you and Rand Paul, there's 100 senators. Yeah. 
Will they listen to you at all? Well, I don't Will know. you get a chance to even talk about it? Well, on the center floor. You know, you know what I've done in my life is basically convince CEOs my ideas are the right ideas for the last decades, and uh, and uh, I've always been pretty persuasive. Mm -hmm. uh, these people are hurting our country. They need to know that. Both Repu and there's plenty of Republicans th th that need to know it too. Do you think um, you're going to take the Senate this year? Going to be a majority because you really need 60 in the Senate, don't you? Uh, you do to be of really course, effective. You know, all of a sudden the Democrats are for no filibuster. I wonder if they will be if we take over. Oh, I, I'm sure <laughs> not. I'm sure not. Yeah. But uh, the thing that I worry about the most is the drug problem throughout the country, and I see it myself now. I never saw this before because I'm hearing it all the time. Of this person that I knew died from an overdose, and that person. I have a lot of friends who had kids, and it seems more prevalent than it ever has been. It's been cl it's been clipping along now for 10, 15 years, but right now with with fentanyl, apparently they're mixing this fentanyl with other drugs, and and people are overdosing and don't even know they're yeah. taking it. Somebody raised the question the other day, and of course it'll never come to pass under this Congress, that they were going to start impeachment proceedings against Biden simply because he wasn't doing the one thing that a president is supposed to do was to keep, to keep the, the citizens safe is yeah. the number one job of the president. The thing from the border surely isn't keeping our citizens safe. And you know, and, and by now, uh, Trump would have already been impeached if he was uh, if he was doing the same thing. Uh, you know, it's 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 a it's theatrics because you know we can't get the impeachment vote. No. Uh, you know, it it won't it won't happen. So right now, it's theatrics if we do it. Uh, but once we get control of the House, once we get control of the Senate back, uh, Biden needs to be put in the place that he was elected to, and that is not being dictator in this country. But you can't put him in a place like that unless you have 60 votes, because well, he'll, veto, he'll veto everything and so override the veto. You need the 60 votes, right? Well, if everybody that listens to this and every other radio pro uh, program where they talk uh, intelligently goes out and votes, maybe we'll get that 60. I think 60 is maybe out of the question. Uh, but uh, but we've we've seen some Democrats, two in particular, uh, that seem to to have a brain in their heads. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. What's <laughs> going to happen in Arizona? Kristen Sinema, she's a Democrat. Are the Republicans? They seem to like her. Are they going to put somebody up against her? That'd be kind of foolish, I think. I, I you know I don't I haven't heard. In fact, I actually should do a little more investigation. I I, I don't know where they stand. You know, Sinema still has. Uh, you know, before this, these last couple votes on these bills, Cinema had a, a more of a, a of a positive Democratic track record. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we need to talk to her. I think you know, if we can get her opinions uh, on certain things moved a little more in line with what Republicans think, maybe she'll join the party. I don't know. Uh, I, I know everybody thinks Manchin should. Um, oh, he doesn't know, need Man to. Manchin's been the best Republican in the he's country up, over the last year. But he's. So. Um, He's hugely popular with the people of West Virginia. He should be. Even if he became a Republican, he, he, he still would be. He may have saved this nation. He might have. That's right. That's right. Well, I love coal-fired plants anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do. I love them. I worked around them for years. Uh, I love coal, nuclear, and oil. So I suppose that makes me a Republican. Do you think? Well, no, it just makes you want, you want to be energy I want this country to yeah. do well. That's right. I, I, think we're, I did see, though, yesterday that um, Germany may have to go back building nuclear again. They got rid of all their nuclear. Now they're buying uh, well, oil, they oil from Putin. Yeah. 
They shut them down. You know, there's only one country in Europe that doesn't have an energy shortage right now. It's France. And 80%, yeah. 82% of their power comes from nuclear. And slowly but surely, they're coming to their senses. Okay, great. Wonderful. Japan is going to go back. Back to you know, nuclear? After, after Fukushima, they shut their uh, nucle uh, nuclear plants down. They're now uh, have recognized they have no chance as an island ever to be uh, have enough energy unless they use nuclear. So, Mike, you're going to be crisscrossing the state now. Are you are crisscrossing the state? You have a, a bus that says we do. Gibbons. Yeah. We got a bus that says Gibbons, and uh, it's blue and gold. And I have a lot of trouble convincing people it has nothing to do with Michigan. Uh, it has a lot to do with St. Ignatius, which is where I went to high school, and my sons play there, and my I have two nephews playing there now, and uh, my blood is actually blue and gold, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> now that governor of Michigan would love to hear that, wouldn't she? Well, uh, you know, it, it, it's politics. Speaking of that pipeline, that pipeline that was coming across Michigan, is that alive or dead? What's going on there? It's in, it's in uh, con under consideration right now. But she's against it. The governor she's is against, against it. Yeah. it. Yeah, I can't imagine all the tradespeople voting for her. You know, with all the jobs that were eliminated when the Exile Pipeline went out, they estimated 38,000 construction jobs were lost because of yeah. that. And the ripple effect from it could be another 100,000. It's very short-sighted. I don't get I don't get it, though, Marty Walsh. Marty, who came from a labor, he was a labor business agent, I think, in Boston. How, how could he be part of this, the destruction of um, <laughs> the labor Because they're movement. of one mind. Uh, create a narrative. They think they'll draw votes. There's plenty of people out there that uh, that are, are rabid environmentalists, and they're appealing to them. And uh, it's it's so bad for the country. It's it's beyond belief. And I, I, I I've mean, been around the construction business all my life, and my family has my uncles going yeah, back to the 1900s. And um, I don't know any of those people I talk to. They say this is terrible what they're doing, and they can't understand why the leadership of the labor unions. Are supporting this? It's just the leadership, not yeah. the rank. I think and file. the rank and file that right. I that I talk to. That's right. As they're you, they're you, not. As you may or may not know, my grandfather's president of Local 310. He was, yeah. Huh? And uh, and you know, and he he died when he died. He was a Republican. Uh, he just. God, did you tell this to Terry Joyce? Yes, he knows. <laughs> I <I've> talked to <laughs> him many times knows, about it. He knows this. <laughs> but you know, he's probably pulling his the, hair out listening to If I get to, to the now. U.S. Senate, you know, I may have been <laughs> trained as an economist. But I can also install your driveway. That's right, Mike. <laughs> I'm you, a finisher. You're a cement finisher. <laughs> That's right. And you got the, the sheepskin to prove it, right? That's right. Yeah, Mike, God, I was looking at my drive the other day at a few cracks in it. I said, I've got to call Gibbons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And by, you know, the funny thing also, I was in Mr. Um, Ambassador Crawford's office years and years ago. And uh, one of the things I noticed on the wall, he had a picture. And there was a picture of him in... Um, rubber boots and a mop and he had a raincoat on and he says to me he said that's one of the pictures i'm very proud of he says that was the day that i was mopping the floors i did it all i did everything yep. am i right well that's what it takes to succeed in america and, yep. and, and we're all capable of it so you know it, it, we we all should work to the level of the talent we have and and everybody will be better off if you were on television right now and you're in one of those debates and I said to you, Mike, do you have a message for the people of Ohio why they should really elect you as their senator? We have another senator on the other side here named, what's his name? Sherrod Brown. Oh, Sherrod Brown, that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what, what would be your message to... Well, you know, I've, I've kind of lived 
the American dream. I'm a businessman, I'm not a politician. I, I understand how jobs are created. I understand human nature. I understand that our families are the most important thing that we, that we have in our lives. And the Democrat Party seems to have forgotten that. Uh, but, you know, I am a walking, talking example of, of, of what the, why this country is the greatest country in the history of the world. Uh, I, I came here with nothing. I, I was here with nothing. Uh, and I'm not saying my parent, my dad worked as hard as any man he could. He, he, he was not about money, but uh, I, I changed that, and I was able to do it because I live in this great country. I want everybody to be able to take advantage of the same thing I've done. Um, I have never said an untrue thing in any speech. Um, these politicians start running for office, and they make up their life story from whole cloth. And uh, all I do usually do is, is, is say, check out our resumes. I'm not a career politician or a party insider. I've been supportive of the Republican Party, but uh, I haven't been in the back room trying to determine who I think should be in office instead of the voters, and that's what a lot of them what do. What do you think of Nancy Pelosi with a net worth of $50 million to $100 million? How did she get that money? Well, I think it's the time has ended when Nancy Pelosi should be the best stock picker in America. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I need don't... A, you need <laughs> advice from her. Well, yeah. <laughs> Picking <laughs> stocks. Well, after I get my last tip, <laughs> from her. No, I, I don't think that, that congressional or congressmen or senators should be permitted to trade stock while they're in office. And I don't care whether there's an exemption or not, it's immoral. And people going to, uh, into office, it's an honor to go to Washington and represent the people of Ohio. I can tell you, too many people go to Washington and come away wealthier than when they went there. And that is wrong, it's immoral. Our founders thought you should take your, the expertise you developed in the private sector to Washington, apply it to the problems of our government, and then come home. We don't have enough politicians doing that. I want to change that. I'm going to shame them into it, Jerry. Did Harry <laughs> Reid do that? Pardon me? Harry Reid? Oh, Harry <laughs> Reid. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jerry, I got a, a quick note. They, I got a call. Uh, they, they're asking for contact information, telephone number where they can get to you. Uh, and help you out? Well, uh, it's gibbonsforohio.com. Gibbonsforohio.com. On the computer, just type it in, right? How Gib many people listen to this? Uh, oh, I know, five or six. <laughs> well, I give it, I've given my cell phone number, but that may be a mistake. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Um, no, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't well, give I've, myself. I've done that before, and not that many people no, bother to call. But usually it's the one... The, the one or two Democrats that might be listening. Yeah, right. That's right. That's uh, right. Givensforohio.com is probably the best way if you want to help out or if you want to make a donation to the campaign. Yes, you can, they can do that, 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 that also. Well, Mike, thanks very much. Uh, and I hope um, we'll be talking to you after the Mayo Ball. Oh, I, oh, yeah, you're the Mayo Person of the Year. That's Don't forget that. That is the most important thing of all. This Senate thing is okay, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, the Mayo, mayo yeah, Person. Gotta, and that's the 8th first. of October. <laughs> you're going to be, have to be given a big speech at the Intercontinental Hotel. Great. So you'll, uh, I know it'll be, it'll be great, and you're going to be the uh, nominee, and then a month later you'll be the senator. Any idea who the Democrats might put up to run again? I've, I've got to imagine it's going to be uh, Tim Ryan. And uh, I'm looking forward to debating him. Mm -hmm. Tim is, um, he's yeah. the youngster on area? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, 
he's gone. He's gone a little left, hasn't he? He's gone full left, yes. Yeah. I remember he, Tim used to be pretty middle-of-the-road Democrat, like a John F. Kennedy Democrat. Yeah, he begged that a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, Mike, for coming in. Thank it's you great, for having me. Great, and great for having, having you. With the likes and we'd love, love to have you Crawford. back again if you feel like coming back. You're always welcome. We consider you a great friend, a great friend of America, friend of Ohio, friend of the Irish community, and a friend of this program. Thank and you Thank you. Much. And thanks, um, Ambassador Crawford, also. It's uh, great having him. He's no stranger here. He just comes in when he when he feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. Th Sunday morning. Th thanks very much. Okay, I think it's a good way to conclude this segment by playing this by Frank Patterson. God bless America. Would you agree? When the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so It is 11.27 here on the Irish Show on WHK, AM 14.20. Here's a great song, and it talks about, in fact, uh, Ambassador Crawford may like this, because he was, you know, he was born in, in New York, in the Bronx, I think, in New York. Was the Ambassador, you were born in the Bronx? No, he was born on 2nd Avenue. On Avenue. He was born on 2nd Avenue in Manhattan, and I know my friend Mary Cunningham, or Mary McEnany, is listening in New York right now. She lives in Manhattan, and her and her husband, Dennis, 
and uh, they were listening. I know they were listening in this morning. Um, but this is a great song that was written called When New York Was Irish. Listen to this. You'll love it. Travel from Kingsbridge to Queens or Midtown, from Highbridge to Bayridge, from Uptown to Down, from the East Side to the Seaside. Sweet summer scenes, we made New York City our island of dreams. They were ever so happy. Times and bad, all the parties and 
By the way, that there were, that uh, piece of music there was by Pat Quinn, and it's called, it was called Timmy Clifford's Jigs. Here's um, it's called "The Hair of the Dog," and the name of the song is called Three Old Drunken Maidens." Sunday never stopped till Saturday night. When Saturday night came round, me boys sure they wouldn't get out. These three drunken maidens, they burst the jug about. And in came dancing Sally with her cheeks as red as bloom. Move over me, jolly sister, and give young Sally some room. And I will be your equal before the evening's out. These three drunken Push the jug Drinking on Sunday, never stopped till Saturday night. When Saturday night came round, the boys sure they wouldn't get out. These three drunken maidens, they pushed the jug about. And these three drunken maidens, they pushed the jug about. There they are, the hair of the dog, they're called on the Irish show on WHK AM 1420. James Kilbane is one of my favorite singers. He comes from Ackle Island in County Mayo. The first time he appeared on television, I happened to be in Ireland. I was in Galway, and I saw this guy named Kilbane, and I says he must have relatives in Cleveland, Ohio. Sure enough, he does. He has loads of them here. He has more relatives here in Cleveland than he does in Ackle. But he's, uh, he's a wonderful singer. And he recorded this a few years ago. Garth Brooks made it a huge hit. It's called The River. In fact, I think Garth Brooks even wrote it. And James sings it as good as Garth did. Here it is. The River, James Kilbane.
is like a river, ever changing as it flows. And a dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where it goes, trying to learn from what's behind you, never knowing what's in store. Makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry like a bird upon the wind. These waters are my sky. I'll never reach my destination if I never try. So I will sail my vessel. Till the river runs dry Too many times we stand aside And let the water slip away Till what we put off till tomorrow Has now become today So don't you sit upon the shoreline And say you're satisfied Choose to chance the rapids to dance the tide And I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry Like a bird upon the wind These waters are my sky I'll never reach my destination If I never try So I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry I can make it through them all And I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry Like a bird upon the wind These waters are my sky I'll never reach my destination If I never try So I will sail my vessel Till the river runs dry Yes, I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry. Till the river runs dry. For generations, Chambers Funeral Home has been part of the great history of Northeast Ohio, providing meaningful funeral services what Chambers strives to provide. Pre-planning your future funeral arrangement is a wise and sensible choice in estate planning, and Chambers can help assist you and your family, from traditional burial services to cremation. The funeral directors at Chambers are skilled in assisting families of all faiths and financial abilities. Please call Chambers Funeral Home at 216-251-6566 or visit them at chambersfuneral.com. And they would be honored to discuss all of the many options available to you and your family as we commemorate a life well lived. Chambers Funeral Homes are proud to be family-owned and operated and helping Greater Cleveland families since 1933. There are three locations in the Cleveland area to serve you. You can call them at 216-251-6566. Now this.
Improve your golf game with Golf Tech. Take the next step to a better game with equipment and custom fitting with the latest technology. Golf Tech has six area locations. Your golf game goes further with Golf Tech. Visit one of Northeast Ohio's Golf Tech locations or go to golftech.com. Golf Tech, proven path to proven results. When locating the right care for your elderly mom or dad, look no further. O'Neill Healthcare has been providing outstanding elder care on Cleveland's west side for more than 50 years. Whether needing assisted living, memory support, independent living, skilled nursing, hospice care, dialysis, or rehabilitative therapies, we are here for you. Our team of physicians, nurses, and therapists deliver personalized care with compassion and quality at the forefront. You have peace of mind knowing they are with extraordinary people who provide exceptional care. O'Neill Healthcare is always improving the care of older adults and is the trusted choice for your loved ones. For more information about O'Neill Healthcare or to schedule a tour at one of our five facilities, please contact us at 440-808-5500. Or visit us online at O'NeillHC.com. Don't forget, I want you to call Tim Vaughn about our tour of Ireland coming up the 13th of June. Here's uh, Josh to tell you about it. But Tim's number, before I go to Josh, is 216-210-0828. Now, we've got a lot of deposits in, but you want to get your deposit in if you want to be sure of going on the tour. So uh, listen to this, listen to this, and then make sure you have the call. Ireland and its 40 shades of green. Experience the beauty of Ireland on a trip of a lifetime. Cross the Carrick Road Bridge. Just don't look down and take in the awesome beauty on the other side of the peninsula. Climb the columns at Giant's Causeway. Walk the gardens at Powers Court and learn why National Geographic considers both sites among the best in the world. Visit the iconic landscapes used in the filming of Game of Thrones. Hike the sea cliffs at Donegal. Enjoy the great music and lively local scene in Galway, considered one of the best cities in Europe. Spend a summer night with your friends, new and old, on a great outdoor patio on the Irish Sea. This is not your typical tour. This is an experience for first-time visitors and those blessed to have spent time in Ireland before. Call 216-210-0828 or visit quinnirishradio.com. Join us next June on the Road Less Traveled Ireland Tour. Call 216-210-0828. More than a tour, an experience to top any bucket list. Hi, I'm Mike Joyce from Joyce Buick GMC, inviting you to visit our dealership for a new Buick or GMC. Joyce has a great selection of new Buicks and GMCs in stock, and we're offering you the best in pricing and customer care. Come see why Buick is the fastest-growing car manufacturer in the U.S. Joyce Buick GMC, serving you for over 45 years. You don't want to go anyplace else but Joyce Buick GMC to buy a newer used car, especially a Buick. The Buick Enclave, the Buick Regal, then the GMC Terrain, Acadia Sierra, the Yukon, they're all available at Joyce Buick GMC. Uh, great leases, 
and of course zero percent finance in uncertain uncertain models so get in there see sean and kevin joyce and they will be glad to accommodate you they have great service great leases like i said you can view the complete selection on drivejoyce.com that's drivejoyce.com or visit them at 38039 Chester Road right off I-90 in Avon, Ohio. It's 11.49 and Tom Kelly, I see, is getting all fired up over in Studio One, ready to go with his program. If you want to know what's going on in, in the political arena, you definitely want to listen in to Tom Kelly. So here we, here we are now. This is a great piece by the Border Collies. It's called Martin Wins. I'm going to pat this down because we had a few things uh, we missed. Uh, Eddie, you had a call regarding um, James yep. James Bahana, who who passed away, and this is uh, you know uh, in his memory and a special dedication. Now, I, was at G- I was at James's funeral. He's 42 years old. Tragically, got throat cancer last July. Died last week. He um, was my wa- wife Nellie's uh, nephew. Just a tragic case. Three little kids, four, six, and eight years old. So anyway, it's somebody that yes. called in memory of James, right? Yeah. He was a wonderful person. I knew him well. Just love James. JC, you might as well uh, do a little uh, of your yeah, stuff Jerry, from, from the Irish I'll clubs. Begin with the uh, Eastside Club. And by the way, uh, check their website out. Uh, their other events are listed there. But they just got a ton of them coming up in uh, uh February and March, but of course they have the Super Bowl party on the 30th, and uh, that's uh, $30 for members, $35 for uh, guests, and uh, if you're a football fan, that's the place to be. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got for... What's uh, going on at the East Side Club? Let's get the East Side Club. Time is running short on us that, here. That is the East Side Club, Jerry. I thought you had it over there. I, I got to, went to Westside News too. They have a Super Bowl party also on the 30th. Doors open at uh, 3 p.m. and uh, you can call for tickets over there. They got sideboards, etc. I checked their website uh, www.wsia-club.org, and you also want to check out the uh, Eastside Club's website. Uh, let me retrieve that uh, for a moment. Well, we'll give it to you next Sunday. How's that sound? Okay. All right, JC. Thank you. We'll get more details on it next Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to have our guest from, from Ireland. And Bridget, Bridget Burkett is coming in to talk about Sullivan's, Sullivan's Brewing Company. Uh, I don't know who's coming on from the company in Ireland. It, um... 
I'm not sure. All, right. All that's coming up next week. that uh, Brian Bigley is a favorite on this program. He's always be, he's here a lot, and he recorded, he and Brian Holland recorded a wonderful Ellen Pipe um, uh, CD a few years ago. In fact, I think it's time for them to get another one out there. So anyway, we're going to close the program with Brian Bigley and Brian Holland, and this is called the Thatcher's Mallet. Probably one of the greatest Ellen Pipe players in America today is this guy, Brian Bigley. And of course, Brian playing the flute, Brian Holland.
Well, there's the music telling us Tom Kelly is standing by. He's got his big cup of coffee, and he's ready to roll for the next two hours. Our program is brought to you by Chambers Funeral Home, Gandalf's Pub and Restaurant Valley City, Golf Tech, Joyce Buick GMC, O'Neill Healthcare, Vincent's Barbershop on East 185th Street, the Western Reserve Insurance Group. All of these good folks bring you the Irish Show this morning on WHK AM 1420 and on the Internet at whkradio.com. Back again next Sunday morning from 10 until noon. Bridget uh, Bridget is going to be with us. Burkett is going to be with us from Sullivan's Brewing Company. And maybe Dan Smithick. We don't know yet, but we're looking forward to it. I leave you with the immortal words of John Locke. And he said, and he wrote, Oh, Ireland's Nick Granger look like a bride in rich adorning. And with all the pent-up love in my heart, I bid you the top of the morning. I'm Jerry Quinn. Good day. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Mike Gallagher sees a lack of self-awareness. They've become an activist network rather than just reporting the news, which is, I think, what Ted Turner envisioned when he founded CNN. What's intriguing to me is how unaware they are, what a lack of self-awareness they have about the lack of trust they have. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 11, right before Charlie Kirk at noon on AM 1420. The Answer. And Odyssey. We're here with Brian and Tony from North Coast Financial Consultants. Guys, what sets you apart from other companies? A lot of advisors will sell the positive features of the investment products that they're working with. 